Did you miss Canty and Carlin? If you haven't take problems, I feel bad for you, son. I got 99 problems, but a Chris ain't one. Hit me. Now, from the ESPN studios in New York City, this is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+. Plus. For somebody that is wanting to preach patience when it comes to his young wide receivers, he is finding himself talking about patience quite a bit. Relax. And you're out there dropping Bentleys and Lamborghinis. You can't do that. But it's the mental mistakes we really got to clear up. How the hell are they supposed to know what they're walking into? They ain't never played in an NFL regular season game before. It's probably one of the five quarterbacks in the league that if I have one game to win, I'm certainly going to get him. Now, if there's a playoff game, Key, you'd probably lose. Canty and Carlin, ESPN ah. Radio, ESPN Plus. 888-ESPN, wow. 888-729-3776. We had a great discussion with Key to start the show today. And, of course, you can hear more from Keyshawn tomorrow morning. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern Time on ESPN Radio. Right now, we turn more toward Aaron Rodgers with Mark Tauscher, co-host of Wild and Tausch on ESPN Wisconsin. Tausch, let's just start with the comments from Aaron Rodgers yesterday on the Pat McAfee show. Uh, I'm sure you've heard them. I'll play them again for those who have not heard them. Drops are going to happen. They suck more when it's a one that would have been a walk-in touchdown. But the ones that are most frustrating are the mental mistakes, and we made way too many of those on Sunday, and that's what we got to clean up. There's going to be drops. You hope not for a touchdown again, but or at least not a bomb touchdown. But uh, but it's the mental mistakes we really got to clear up. Tash, when you hear Aaron Rodgers say this and do his spiel every week and Pat McAfee and all this kind of stuff, what is your read on the situation with Aaron right now his young receivers, and the Packers. Really, since Devontae got traded that, it's about production, not potential. And I think, you know, obviously when Devontae leaves and you bring in two young wideouts in Dobbs and Watson that you're going to count on a lot, you don't have a choice. You have to figure it out. And I think Aaron reluctantly is is learning that, that, you know what, yeah, we picked up Sammy Watkins. There's there's other people that are there, but these two guys have a ton of talent. And Aaron has to how are we going to make this work? It's a process that really walking through. I think he would love if he had a bunch of veteran wideouts that knew exactly what he wanted because I don't think he knows how long he's going to play. He is not in the mode of we can just work this thing through. He has to understand that. I think he's coming to grips with it reluctantly, but I think he's – uh, that there's a lot of talent here that he can nurture, but it is going to be a process. He mentioned growing pains a bunch. So there's a lot of things I think Aaron's going to have to kind of work through, which I don't think is ideal for a 38-year-old quarterback, but that's the situation that he's in. Tosh, when you were with the Green Bay Packers, you were a glue guy, a blue-collar player, and I'm curious to get your take on the opinion that's out there of a lot of folks that believe that the Packers young wide receivers would have been better served if Aaron Rodgers showed up for OTAs, minicamp, more of the offseason. What are your thoughts in terms of having them be more prepared to go into the regular season had those had Aaron Rodgers been available earlier in the offseason? So this has been, uh, you know, on our daily show here, that has been a topic that we dev- you know talked about ad nauseum. And I think there's no doubt. I don't know how anybody can sit and argue that if, Aaron is there all off season that there'd be some things that these young receivers would pick up. If it's 5%, if it's 10%, there would be something gained by it. But 
I think the you know the argument that you go back to is Aaron Rodgers. He said on McAfee yesterday he has six months on, and then there's six months off. And I think all of us that played for a while in the NFL understand it is a grind, and especially as you get older, and especially when you start having all these other interests. The most important thing, if I'm in that locker room, is Aaron Rodgers comes in. I want him fresh. I want him geared up and ready to go. I don't want him coming in kind of half-tailed because he had to fly into Green Bay for three days a week uh, in April, May, and June. I want him coming in to end of July, guns blazing, ready to go. And that's, in essence, what the argument is. But I think from Aaron's standpoint, there's, there's no doubt that you're always going to gain a little something on the physical side of it. But I think from Aaron's, Aaron's point is I'm not getting anything from the mental side. I need to be refreshed. I need to be recharged when I come up to Green Bay for a full season. Mark Tauscher, co-host of Wildey and Tausch on ESPN Wisconsin, joining Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. And I think you just kind of laid out the big difference for me between Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is incredibly gifted, and I know we talk about at this age wanting him to be fresh, but, I, you know, Brady missed OTAs once or twice, but it, it just strikes me that it shows that Aaron Rodgers is a lot more, part of it's about rest, but part of it's about doing whatever else it is that he wants to do. And football is not the most important thing in his life. Am I being unfair with that? Yeah, I think you're being really unfair. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, football is very important in his life, but he has a balance. And I think to bring Tom Brady into it, yes, Tom's got seven rings. Tom is great. We all understand that. Tom Brady retired for 40 days this year, and he took, which is unheard of, 11 days off in the middle of training camp. So if, to try and, and make that comp, I think, is really unfair to Aaron. Now, you can get into the, you know, the mini camp and the, the fact that he has all these young receivers, but since COVID hit in 2020, there was no OTAs, no mini camps, and a very small training camp. And then last year when he was going through all the contract stuff, the guy's the two-time MVP. I don't know what else you would want from him in that regard. So I, I do think that is kind of the narrative that, that, you know, Tom Brady does all this. Tom Brady is great. Tom Brady has done things the right way. He is a world champion seven times. And if Aaron Rodgers could get another ring, I think all that criticism is gone. But because he struggled in the postseason and he has not gotten back in 10 years, he opens himself up to all this criticism, even though I think it's unfair. Okay, but let's talk about that for a second. I'll take Brady out of the equation for a sec, okay? Let's okay. look at let's look at Aaron in terms of all of the complaining about Jordan Love and being ticked off about that for four years, about, you know, basically making himself the centerpiece of offseason drama the last couple of years, about being in a position where he kept going back and forth to get his contract about maybe I'll play, maybe I won't play, I don't know. And in the process, Devontae Adams says, you know what, I'm good. I don't want to sit around and wait to see what your mindset is uh, going forward and have that be a question for me. So that's where my issue with Aaron Rodgers would be based in like, is this important to you or not at this point? So, uh, again, I, I just think it's really tough to, t to tell me or tell anyone that Aaron Rodgers, that football isn't really important to him, and that, you know, the Devontae piece of it, those things, and Chris, you know this, the business side of it, had the Green Bay Packers paid him top dollar uh, the, off the training camp before he reported when he was on a tag, you know, he would have been a Green Bay Packer for the next four or five years. 
They chose to let him play it out. They didn't want to give him the DeAndre Hopkins money at that time. That had nothing to do with Aaron. So I, I well, get but they it, ended up think, offering him more money, and he turned it down to go yeah, away. Yeah, but it, you you know how that goes. You can get a last bit, you know, negotiation. You I don't know many players that. who turn down more money. Uh, well, when you want to go back home and you want to go where you want to be, and the fact that you felt like maybe the organization wasn't doing it, and maybe he had a conversation with Aaron, who they have a great relationship still, and Aaron said, "I'm only going to play a couple more years." Maybe this is best for everybody involved. So I get it. Obviously, Aaron would love to have Devontae here. I think we all in Green Bay would love for Devontae Adams to be here because he is a great wideout. But that's how the business of the NFL seemed to work in this case. And I think the organization, if you're going to give Aaron Rodgers a lot of grief about Devontae leaving, I think you have to give the organization some grief as well about not getting it done before he goes into that last year of his deal. Talking with Mark Tauscher, co-host of Wilde and Tausch on ESPN Wisconsin. And, Mark, the, the, the receiver part of it aside, what does the identity of the Green Bay Packers have to be if they're going to win a Super Bowl this season? Yeah, I think this defense needs to, you know, really be dominant. And for the first time, really, in Aaron Rodgers' career as a starter, I think he has a better defense than he has an offense. You start looking at the levels of talent that they have with Kenny Clark being one of the highest paid players, Jair Alexander on the back end, Razul Douglas, who was an all-pro player last year, and then you start looking at Devondre Campbell in the middle, who was an all-pro. You look at all the layers of this defense. Rashawn Gary is an emerging star as a rush end. You have all of the things you need to be a really good defense. And then I think Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur have to kind of figure out, and we heard a lot of conversation about getting those running backs involved. They are your two best weapons. Uh, you know, since Devontae's gone, you got to get them the football. They got it to him 23 times last week. I would be shocked against the Bears this week if you don't see more carries, more balls out of the backfield via reception for both of those guys, especially Aaron Jones, who only got five carries and I think a couple of catches. I think that's got to be the identity, especially this first quarter of the season when you're waiting on some of these young receivers to kind of understand exactly what Aaron Rodgers wants him to do. Mark Tausch, your awesome stuff. We appreciate the insight, man. Thanks very much. You bet. Appreciate it, guys. Mark Tauscher of Wilde and Tausch, ESPN Wisconsin. He makes a couple of great points, by the way. The whole Aaron Rodgers OTA minicamp absence, mm -hmm. it does make sense to have that mental refresher and come back ready to go, especially when you play at such a high level He's not Tom Brady. We know that that's not his mental makeup, so I can understand that. I can actually buy into that. The other thing that he said that makes a whole lot of sense to me, Carlin, what the identity of this team has to be. Mm -hmm. That's something that we don't talk about, but think about this. When Aaron Rodgers won the Super Bowl in 2010, that, that, that wasn't led by Aaron Rodgers. That no. was led by their defense. It was a really I good mean, defense. They, listen, they had a top-10 offense. They had a top-5 defense. Yep. They were second in scoring defense, and they were sixth in takeaways with 32 on the and let's, season. Let's talk about that for a second. Why did they win that Super Bowl? Because they took the ball away from Richard Mendenhall. Charles Woodson, yep. Yep. Stripped it free. Yep. Absolutely. I, I'll buy that. I'll buy into that. But yeah. listen, I know I'm coming across as anti-Aaron Rodgers, and it's because I am. It's easy to, because <laughs> he's a very unlikable guy. It, it, that's easy to. I'm not blaming you for that. No, but I, I do think that there's an awful lot here for just to realize that he has been a big part of the problem, not just a bystander to losing big games. Yeah, and losing big-time players, too. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers is not a victim in all of this. No. And I hate 
that he tries to paint himself as the victim. This is where I have the biggest issue with him. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus. Uh, speaking of which, uh, apparently Russ, after backing up the head coach the other night, eh, wasn't quite exactly on board with the whole 64-yard field goal decision. You're going to hear what Russ really thought. That's next. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus. Brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. So here we are, Chris, sitting here. We've got 0-1 teams all over the place. And Mm -hmm. again, you never want to overreact to week one. However, (laughs) having said that, there are some teams here that it would strike me have to win. We'll get to that in just a second. First up, though, your guy, Russ. Mm. How about this? Russell Wilson, earlier today, after the game the other night, we know he said that he thought that he made the right call, meaning Nathaniel Hackett. And all was good. Here was Russ today on the fourth down call. Yeah, for sure. I think that, uh, I think that you know, I was, I was at the line of scrimmage ready to go for it, too. You know, I was calling a play, and we were ready to go. Um, but, you know, that's, that's what we, we decided, and, and uh, we went with it, you know. And we, we missed by, I don't know, a yard, maybe. Um, maybe half a yard, so it was, it was close. We were at the line of scrimmage, ready to go. Foxhole Russ. I, maybe I'm making more of that than it is. No, you're not. That's Russ saying, I thought we were going. Yeah. And I was expecting to go. Now, what's funny is, you know, Chris, even though that might have been the case, there wasn't any urgency. It didn't look like Russ was looking at the sideline. All right, we calling timeout. What are we doing here? That That urgency level was not there. Like, either way, they were letting that clock run if Russ didn't already know 
that they were going to kick the field goal. Mm -hmm. That's what's odd to me. Yeah. Because, all right, maybe you don't want to leave them as much time if you don't get it at midfield at that point, but game's over at that point, right? Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. So, like, what's it, the difference? Yeah, there's no way that you're going to give them the ball back, right? So, yeah. I mean, you got to make a decision. Are you going to kick it? Are you going to go for it? But, Carlin, Russell Wilson goes on to say in that bit, I mean, any time you get a chance to try to win the game and solidify it and try to make a play, I always believe in having the ball in everything else. That's him saying, I wish my coach would have given me an opportunity to cook instead of making me watch from the sideline because we probably had a better chance than kicking a 64-yard field goal from Brandon McManus, who happens to be outdoors in trying to do so. This is, uh, this is going to get interesting. This is the, oh. In the words of Ron Burgundy from Anchorman, uh, that escalated quickly. Oh, my God. That escalated quickly. A day and a half later, he's backing him up. The coach says, I screwed up. And then a day and a half later, he's coming out and burying him? But here's the thing, Carlin. This is such an easy, there's such an easy way to handle this. When you get asked the question, hey, man, we're on to our next opponent. We're moving on. It's Wednesday. We're it's not Wednesday. talking about Monday night we don't anymore. Have time. We don't have time. We got a short week because we played on Monday night. It's time to spin it forward to week two. Why are we still tapping at the end of week one? There's nothing we can do about it. And as a matter of fact, if you have your coaches back, that's the tone you set for everybody in the locker room. Instead, Rust entertained the question. You know what that tells me? He wants everybody out there second-guessing Nathaniel Hackett and what he did because he feels like his coach cost him an opportunity to win his homecoming in Seattle. Instead, Pete Carroll got the best of him, and we hear Pete Carroll peacocking and laughing in all of his interviews when he's asked about how much that game meant to him. Uh, in case you didn't hear it, here it is. I didn't need the validation. I just mm -hmm. wanted it. I just wanted to win. You know, I wanted to win for every, all of the reasons that, that, that come along with this one. Maybe as much as anything is representing the guys that have played before. It meant a lot to those guys. I was so thrilled to, to be able to hug those guys up and see them and look them in the eye. And, Why did and, it mean and, so and much show. to them? Yeah, you figure that out. They, they, um, but it was really <laughs> meaningful, and they really wanted it, and uh, I knew we were playing for a lot more than just the regular stuff. And, and, uh, and we have a um and in this night they they realized what you know there was a, a big opportunity and and they so hey did you hear that line where he said you figure it out yep when you're talking about how much that yep. meant to him that tells me that all of the beef that those guys on the defensive side of the ball had with russell wilson once upon a time you know the richard shermans of the world the cam chancellors of the world cliff averill and michael bennett that was real yep and that meant something to those guys that pete carroll got to Stick it to Russell Wilson. Like, that was a real thing. And so for Pete Carroll to go on and on and on and talk about how much that meant to him, that just shows you the internal strife that was going on with the Seattle Seahawks. And guess what? Now that Russell Wilson's with a new organization, he's wasting no time throwing his current coach under the bus. But the only difference in this situation is it's a little bit of a different power dynamic because the new ownership group for the Denver Broncos – just handed Russ over a $250 million contract. So guess what? If things don't go the way that Denver Broncos fans are expecting them to go, it ain't going to be Russell Wilson, nope. dog. It's going to be Nathaniel Hackett. And you couldn't say that that was going to be the case in Seattle. As a matter of fact, we know that's not the case because guess, guess who's still in Seattle? Yep. Pete Carroll. 71-year-old Pete Carroll. <laughs> still in Seattle. <laughs> wow. And 1-0 on the season. And leading their division. How about that?
Amazing. Who had that on the bingo card? <laughs> All right. I'm going to give you these rapid fire. You give me an answer real quick. All right. 0-1 teams already in must-win mode. Are we doing this now? I'm going to I'm gonna give it to you right do now. Do we have time to do this now? Eh, probably not. No, we don't. Let's, well, let's, we'll, we'll do we'll, it. let's tease it now, and we'll get it on the other side of the We way. will have this in just moments, and why the Cowboys' backup plan probably needs a backup plan. <laughs> that is on the way as well. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN+. Plus. Feeling like you need a marketing degree and an extra day in your week to successfully market your small business? Let Constant Contact do the heavy lifting for you. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has powerful tools that make it easy to grow your audience, engage your customers, and sell more to boost your business. Now, in just a few clicks, you can launch a marketing campaign that's tailored to your business and goals. That includes email, social, SMS, and more. So you can sell more, raise more, and fast-track your business growth. Plus, you can always count on Constant Contact's award-winning customer support for guidance along the way. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Yo, check this out from Canty and Carlin. The day after Dak Prescott had surgery, Jerry Jones saying they are not going to put him on IR. Which would knock him out at least the next four games. That's the worst thing he could do is to rush back from something like this. You think in four weeks he's going to come to save the day? If they're being honest with themselves, they don't have a Super Bowl winning roster. He's not four weeks away from playing quarterback in the NFL. I don't give a damn about optimism. Yeah, I, I don't know where the optimism comes from on a few different fronts. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus, presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your car, home, motorcycle, commercial, auto, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Mike McCarthy, earlier today. Excited for Cooper Rush. We work every day with Cooper, so uh, he's coach smart. He's um, got a great disposition for for the number two. Uh, you know, there's so much to love about Cooper. So, but most importantly, he just needs to get in there, run the offense. You know, so I'll try to do too much, and you know, and we gotta we got we gotta stay aggressive and open the things up. Could we set lower expectations in that statement? <laughs> he started with. Well, he's coached smart. In other words, our coaches do a good job of yeah. him. Secondly, it's love his disposition for being a backup. In other words, he's comfortable not being the man. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's just got to you know, not try to do too much. Yeah. Does that sound optimistic? I, I don't know, man. Listen, I think you're being a little unfair with this one because Cooper Rush did step in last year on the road against the Minnesota Vikings and got the Cowboys a dub. Now, the Cowboys defense did a hell of a job with some situational football, some takeaways, but, 
I mean, Cooper Rush is a guy that you're looking not to be the answer, but not to create any problems for what you already have. And so I think he's more than capable of being a steady hand at the quarterback position, at least giving you competent quarterback play. But it's going to be up to the other aspects of your team to step up and elevate their play in order for you to have a chance in hell of being able to stay afloat and keep your playoff hopes alive. All right, let's argue for a moment that we're not going to see Dak until mid-October. Okay. All right? And that's optimistic. All right. Cincinnati at the Giants. That's an L. Cincinnati's an L. That's an L. At the Giants. That's a coin flip. Washington at home. Coin flip. At the Rams. That's an L. And then Sunday, October 16th, you want them coming back on a road trip to Philadelphia? Yes, if we can. Yeah. So that's that's where we are here. So you're at two coin flips and two L's. Yeah. So best case scenario. Those division games are critical, man. Best case They're scenario, critical. two and two. Uh, nightmare scenario, oh No, and best four. case scenario, two and three. Well, I, w- I was saying if we're gonna if you're gonna see um, if you're gonna see Dak back for Philadelphia. Yeah, well, they're already zero and one. So what I'm saying. Well, I meant two and three. I meant two and two in the next four games. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah. I'd say that's the best case scenario. Nightmare scenario: zero and four, sitting at one and five, or sitting at zero and five. Yeah, that's a nightmare, and that's possible. Entirely possible, Carlin. That's the scary thing about where the Dallas Cowboys are at. Because if their defense doesn't turn into a group that not only creates negative plays but creates better field position and creates more possessions, then I don't know how that offense ever gets going. And that's the problem that I had. Carlin, they had 12 first downs in an entire football game. That's putrid. They averaged 3.8 yards per play. Carlin, you ain't got to practice to do that, bruh. You don't. (laughs) That's the sad part about it. And Dak Prescott was out there for most of the game. So don't give me that excuse about our starting quarterback was hurt. He only missed the last drive of the game. Okay. They're so, in trouble. All right. With that being considered, would you put the Cowboys this weekend in must-win mode at 0-1? Why would I put them in must-win mode when they're not going to win? This is the point I'm making. They're not going to win. Right. So it doesn't matter. Well, let's talk about the other 0-1 teams then. Let's do it. The 0-1 teams that right now in your mind are in most must-win mode. Patriots go to Pittsburgh. I will be on the call of that game with Sal Palantonio on ESPN Radio. Looking forward to that. Mm -hmm. Are the Patriots in must-win mode in Pittsburgh? Knowing they have the Ravens with you and I on the call. Yes, yes. The Patriots are in must-win mode. They got to be able to get that done. Here's the thing. I know Mac Jones didn't play well down in South Florida, but in the quarterback matchup between the two players, they absolutely have the better of the two. I would go with Mac Jones 10 times out of 10 over Mitchell Trubisky. And then the fact that T.J. Watt is going to be out of that game, that defense is going to take a hit. So if you can't take advantage of this Pittsburgh Steelers team, even though you're on the road, then you're in trouble if you're Bill Belichick and Mac Jones and the New England Patriots. All right. Panthers. At the Giants. Panthers in must-win mode. Panthers? I'm going to (sighs) say, yeah, I'm going to say this is a game you got to have. And here's the thing. If they lose this game against the New York Giants, an upstart program with a new regime in Brian Dayball and Joe Shane, 
all of a sudden the volume is going to get turned up on the crowd that wants to fire Matt Rule and move on oh, and yeah. find a new head coach. So, yeah, uh, this is a must-win game for the Carolina Panthers. Cardinals in Vegas against the Raiders. Cardinals in Vegas against the no, Raiders. No, it's not a must-win game because outside of the Seattle Seahawks, the rest of the division lost. So I don't think the Cardinals are in a situation where they got to have it against the Raiders, especially with the road with it being a road game. So, no, I don't think this is a must-win for Arizona. 49ers at home for the Seahawks. Yeah, this is a must-win. Uh, yeah. yeah, this is a must-win. Hey, hey, if nothing else, just to build confidence in Trey Lance. Yep. Because with every game that goes by that he doesn't play well or they lose, everybody's going to be turning to the other quarterback that shares the position room in Jimmy Garoppolo. And so you can't have that if you're Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch. You've got to be right on this Trey Lance pick because you took a huge swing in order to get the player. you got to win this game. Rams at home for the Falcons. Rams. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a must win. That's you, have a to, must you have to beat the Falcons out. If you can't beat the Falcons at home that are quarterbacked by Marcus Mariota and you got Matt Stafford and you're the reigning defending world champions, you got Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey and Bobby Wagner, you got some problems. Now, I think the Rams got some problems anyway because their offensive line is awful. We know they're going to win, but are the Bengals technically in must-win mode? You know what? I can't say that, and you know why? It's not a it's not a conference or division game. Well, that that's a part of it, but I just believe in Joe Burrow so much. Yeah, man. he gets the benefit of the doubt. Like I like it's almost like when the the New England Patriots had Tom Brady and they'd start the season off zero and two or one and one or whatever two and three whatever. You never panicked. You never worried about it because they looked at the beginning of the regular season as an extension of the preseason. So I'm not worried about Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. Broncos at home for the Texans. Broncos in must-win mode. Oh, you better believe it. Against the Texans and mm-hmm. Davis Mills, you better believe Nathaniel Hackett is in must-win mode. I don't know about how much Russell Wilson is in must-win mode. Nathaniel Hackett better win this damn game. Packers at home for the Bears. Packers in must-win mode. Not really. I'm not worried about them. The Packers are going to cruise their way to 11 or 12 wins. I don't know what it's going to look like, but I don't see it as must-win. Canty and Carlin. ESPN. Hold on, hold on, hold up. The other one, you didn't mention it. I'm on my the, list. The Tennessee Titans. Tennessee <laughs> they, Titans. They are in must-win mode. And do you know where their week two game is at? It's in Buffalo. Good luck with that. Must-win mode in Buffalo? That's rough. The Tennessee Titans? In the AFC South? They better win. The ten- Do you know who they play at? They got the Raiders after that. They got yeah. the Colts on the road after that. I'm yeah, just telling you. One. I'm just telling you. The Tennessee Titans, they better win. You realize nobody in that division won a game and two of them played each other, right? I like, understand that. That's why I was kind of raising it. my eyebrows. I'm telling you, guys. Okay. Right. Okay. They lost to the New York Giants. If you can lose to the Giants, you can lose to anybody. Kenton <laughs> Carlin, presented by Progressive Insurance. Now, listen, uh, I, I can't make you listen. We've been through this. If you're interested in making money, uh, you would stick around. And if you'd stuck around and listened yesterday, what did you do? You made money. It was free money. You yeah. made money. We gave it to you. Tonight, yes. tonight we're making you some more money. So you might want to, you know, hang in for that. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. The Cavs introduced Donovan Mitchell today. Making Moves is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. Build your winning team today. Go to linkedin.com slash sports.
You can't miss Canty and Carlin. Pound for Pound, the biggest show on ESPN Radio. Before we even play a game this weekend, history has already been made. For the first time in two years, get ready. The Detroit Lions are favored in a football game. Detroit! We did it. Detroit versus everybody. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. Minus one and a half favorites over the Washington Commanders. Sunday, 1 p.m., Ford Field, Detroit, be there. Which quarterback do you trust more? Oh, Jared Goff. <laughs> Is it not even close? It's not close. It's not close. <laughs> I've seen too much of Carson Wentz. Oh, my gosh. As you said earlier, back-to-back interceptions. Yeah, Dominique Foxworth has a phrase or a verb. He calls it wincing so hard. That's what Carson <laughs> Wentz was doing at the beginning of the fourth quarter against the Jags with the back-to-back picks. I, I, just, I still don't understand the pick that he threw to Trayvon Walker. Did he just not see him? I, I I don't know. Let, let's give Trayvon Walker some credit. Those are some good hands. Those are some still, great hands. But, but I mean, still, the guy is 6'5". He's right two, there. You he's can't six miss five, him. 280 pounds. How can you not see him? You can't see him. There's two giant Well, if I don't right look at face. him, maybe he can't see the football when I throw it. <laughs> if I just don't look at him directly like John in the eyes. Cena, you can't see anything <laughs> waving his hand in his face. It's unbelievable, man. But listen, asking about the Detroit Lions, and maybe I'm a prisoner of the moment because of hard knocks this preseason. But this team looks like they're trying to turn a corner, man. Oh, yeah. It really does. I mean, they ran the hell out of the football against a pretty good defensive front in the Philadelphia Eagles. I mean, 28 carries for 181 yards and two touchdowns on the ground. Impressive. That's impressive. And that's something that will travel. That's something that that you can replicate. That's an identity. And for Dan Campbell, a guy that was my former teammate who's their head coach, he wants to be smash mouth. And those guys, even though they got down early in that game, I think it was 21-7, to that team fought back. And that was a characteristic that they had last year, and it's continuing to show itself this year, but they got more talent this year. I'll give you one more. First time since 1993, 29 years, the Cleveland Browns are favored to start 2-0. Minus 6.5 over the Jets. Yeah, that's a gimme, right? I mean, I feel like we should take that as free money. I don't know. Like, for some reason... You think this it, is it, the Jets rising no, up? No, no. It's the Jacoby Brissett. Like, part of me looks at it and says, all right, let's crash the under. <laughs> you know? Oh. Let's roll you that. You still got Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb, though. You still got those two guys. Are the Jets that, that bad defensively? I don't think they're that bad. This is what went down today. Okay. I roll up 10th Avenue. There is a massive traffic jam on 10th Avenue. Why? I'll tell you why. A farmer's market. (laughs) But they did the farmer's market thing this past weekend. Chris, I know. 25 minutes looking for parking. Finally find a garage. How much is it going to be? $60. (laughs) I don't even have an ear of corn to show for the $60. And, by the way, don't even like corn. <laughs> There's no nutritional value in corn, by the there way. There really isn't. None. Isn't it like pure sugar in some ways it's, or something? It's, I don't know. It's no nutrition. It's yeah. just filler. It's just there. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, 
in philosophically, I, I agree with that, <laughs> but, but not, <laughs> not from a, a taste standpoint. Philosophically, you agree with corn. Yes. I did not expect to hear that at any point during our show today. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus. Let's make some money. Time to earn some cash. The taste of money, the smell of wealth. It's Carlin's best play of the night. The taste of money. All right, last night, hopped on board the Bravos. How'd that work out for you? That was a dub. That was a dub. Well, we owed him that based on our Monday Night Football play. Well, no, we didn't owe it to him. Nathaniel Hackett owed it to them. Can I say this one thing? Why does he insist on going by Nathaniel? Can we just cut that down? Can you go by Nate Hackett? Yeah, roll by Nate. Yeah. It's I, not hard. I, I, don't I don't know. understand it. Why, why do you insist on being called Nathaniel Hackett? That's like <laughs> Mitch Trubisky insisting that he's called Mitchell. I mean, that makes me think that as a kid you ate paste yeah. when you're calling yourself Nathaniel in this spot. Yeah. Either that or you're a poet. You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't think head coach when I hear Nathaniel. Right. Nathaniel Hackett, the poet. So here's where we're jumping tonight. Caesar's Sportsbook, my friends. Here's the deal. We're going to go a little bit north of the border to Toronto and the Blue Jays, who are hosting the Rays, a game that's obviously important to both. Uh, Rasmussen on the mound for the Rays, who has been absolutely fantastic. And remember, this is a guy that came very close to a perfect game not too long ago, about a month ago. Is mm-hmm. 10-4 and four with a two five seven against Ross Stripling tonight. So here's what we're doing, Chris. Mm. We're going to jump at even money, plus 100, on the Rays to win this game. Love it. And, and we're going to tie it in a mini parlay under seven and a half. Mm. Good pitching matchup. It's minus that's 120. Di- that's dicey. It is dicey. That's dicey. And there's but I no, like it. Yeah. I let's like do it. it. Is it plus 267 in that parlay? So let's do that. We're going the Rays to win on the money line under seven and a half. There you go. That's your pick. That's your play of the day. Sometimes it's the worst. Worst. Sometimes it's the best. Best. Either way, we'll get you straight with everything you need to know. This is three and out. Three and out brought to you by Indeed. Need new hires? You need Indeed.com slash credit. Okay, first up, Donovan Mitchell introduced by the Cavaliers at a press conference said he was um, surprised by the destination, and he uh, repeated that with Brian Windhorst earlier today. Obviously, the Knicks were a team that everybody thought was going to... I mean, the whole league. It wasn't even like a rumor. It was just sort of reality. The Knicks had all these picks. We knew the Jazz wanted picks. How close do you think you were, did you feel you were to being a New York Knick? <laughs> Very close. Um, I won't say more than that but I, I i know a little bit more than most but definitely very close in yeah that says it all doesn't it it does man and if you go on to listen to it he has the whole god has a plan line when coming to grips with being traded to the Cavs. that means the big guy screwed me essentially he wanted to be home let's just call it what it is man the guy's from tarrytown new york he wanted to come back home and play for the knicks a team that he roots for he's got ties here isn't his dad an executive with the new york mets he is it's absolutely ridiculous that it played out that way mike mcdaniel was asked about his sleep schedule i get more sleep now than I did in my past endeavors. It's partially because I it didn't matter. I, I would I mean I used to be able to really push it from game day to almost Wednesday without showering. Now that would be obvious. 
Um, I can't hide. Yeah, that kind of sounds like when you say you were pushing it, like you were actively trying to do it. Yeah, game day to Wednesday without showering? Yeah, that's... Who raised you? Yeah. You're disgusting. That's not good for anybody. I can see why Bill Belichick didn't want to shake his hand at the end of the game. <laughs> Finally, Serena Williams announced ahead of the Open that she's evolving away from tennis Wednesday. She said, quote, you never know, leaving the door open. So the term evolving away from tennis? As in retiring. Okay. Come on. Exactly. Don't just say, just listen, say, it was a great set off. Let's just let's let's just say we're retiring now. Yes. Let's yes. just say we're retiring. But now she says, "Yeah, you never know, maybe not." Stop yourself. Listen. It was You're a- thinking about retiring, you are retired. Check out Canty and Carlin weekdays on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus.